1: Welcome to Entitled to Overcome, exploring solutions for life today, a presentation of Take 12 Recovery Radio. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dave Fleming and the Monty Man.
2: Welcome aboard to the good ship, solutions for life today, on this episode of Entitled to Overcome. With C A D C B 95297 Dave Fleming What?
1: <laughs> Don't cry victim to me Don't do
2: it Well, listen Um. Hey, everybody All of you out there who did not res- Oops Well, I'm not going to do that yet It's not time Is that the doorbell? <laughs> hey, maybe it was one of the listeners that didn't respond And they're actually, uh, you know day late and dollar short Right, right Uh, let's see here. Squirrel! Yeah, definitely. Hold on a minute. I'm going to pause this. And now I unpaused it. Did you like that? A little pause? Unpause?
1: Is that like a four-second or or a 30-second delay?
2: See, you can can manipulate time. What? What was that? (laughs) I don't know. You can manipulate time when you're in media because... You can pause, and then you and I could talk for an hour, and then you can unpause, and only seconds have gone by, and your phone is doing weird stuff.
1: Phone is freaking out. There we go.
2: <laughs> it's all it's all a vortex.
1: Well, I was just I was just gonna say I think this my, my squirrel was popping up. Uh, 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 uh something I want to share with you as we're move your mic like that a little bit doing there, our... there you go. Hello. <laughs> is this
2: thing on? So what I was what I was saying is when you pause it then then time can just like move really slow on our side. but on the listener side, only seconds go by. So we are kind of in a time machine time manipulation yeah. thing.
1: I guess it's a good way to explain the rationale of why we just took up five minutes describing (laughs) the 30 second delay. Oh
0: my
2: gosh.
1: (laughs) It's just a way, it's a good way to
2: play around with, uh, we're having technical difficulties.
1: Welcome. So, welcome (laughs) to (laughs) Solution.
2: Wow. Well, because because nobody responded to our question, it's we're Friday. punishing them right now with. It's Friday. <laughs> it, it is Uh Squirrel. So the the topic the topic this week is uh, communications, the, the importance of
1: or lack thereof,
2: effective communication, or what happens when you don't communicate effectively, or or yeah, it's 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 a huge thing. I mean, you know, heck. of the problem between people Is because of the way they communicate or don't communicate You know Right? Amen Body language, uh, no body language I mean, we communicate Very clearly sometimes by not saying Anything at all So we're going to be talking about that But, uh, okay, now If I can find the button, there it is Now it's time
0: what time is it, Monty? I think it's time oh, for this. It's time for Dave and Monty's Icebreaker.
1: All right. um, You, you got to listen this to this. It sounded like an empty beer bottle in there.
2: It now, now <laughs> could have been. Uh, if you're really good, you could tell whether it was a colored beer bottle
1: or a clear beer bottle. I would have to say it would be a colored... You know I was going to say the same thing. Good choice. It had a deeper tone to it. Yeah,
2: they do. So, Half Moon Bay, you're from...
1: I I, I won Grand Champion uh, Market Lamb at the... uh, Market Lamb? At the Half Moon Bay uh, Country Fair. Did you? Front page of the newspaper and everything.
2: Well, as country fairs go around here... Uh, a lot of people would appreciate this little sound clip, um, but you got to listen to this. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard come out of a fellow conservative's mouth.
1: This is at a half moon Yes. Okay. So,
2: so, so, li- listen mm-hmm. to this, and listen really closely what this gentleman says at the end of his little interview. Here we go.
3: He's best yeah. known for growing some of Half Moon Bay's biggest pumpkins. But now farmer John Mueller wants to add marijuana to his struggling family farm. This plant might be a, a, a way to keep us in agriculture. Muller wants to start marijuana seedlings inside these greenhouses that his father-in-law built in the 1960s to grow flowers. He and his wife, Ida, now use the greenhouses to grow arugula, onions, and other crops, which they sell at farmer's markets. But profits are down. The greenhouses are slipping into disrepair, and health care costs for his aging in-laws, who still live on the property, are skyrocketing. I think if we could derive some income from the cannabis, it would be very important for us to help offset their expenses. We
2: are hoping that the cannabis will be the new use for these greenhouses to keep Daylight Farms in business once again.
3: The Mullers would partner with investors who would rehab the greenhouses and cultivate young cannabis plants which would then be sold to other growers. It would be a big change for Muller, a Republican, a Vietnam vet, a former mayor of Half Moon Bay and a longtime water board member who says he didn't even vote for Prop 64 which legalized recreational pot in California. I don't want to be making more people smoke marijuana but i have no control over that
2: i don't want to be making more people smoke marijuana but i have no control over that and i'm i'm thinking to
1: myself are you serious dude well you know that's that that whole that whole uh philosophy of well they're gonna buy it anyway so i might as well sell it to them
2: I have no control over how how many cc's of methamphetamine people slam in their arm. I have no control over that, but I'm going to go ahead and cook it. Now, somebody's going to say, you're comparing that to cannabis? No, I'm just, I'm comparing the stupidity in that statement. I have no control over how, I don't want more people to smoke pot. I'm going to grow it and cultivate it so more people can, but I don't want more people to.
1: What? Uh, so, he, okay. So there's a couple of things here. I, I'm. Uh, I can see both sides of this argument. I knew you would. Right. Yeah. Because and there's a be piece fair, of me. There's a piece of me that does too. To be fair, who says you have to smoke it?
2: True. Right. Who says you can't grow it and to cultivate it for medical purposes? Well, like, you like don't have to get high off of it, like you CBD. Can, yeah. You can juice it.
1: Right. And you get the same benefits. Do you really
2: believe that's what this guy's doing?
1: No, he's growing seedlings to give to someone else so that they can grow it and do whatever they're going to do with it. So by the mere... And and I'm totally on
2: the same page. When it comes to investigating things for medical purposes, I am not going to poo-poo that. I think we're learning stuff all the time. I'm not a medical doctor or a cannabinologist. Cannabinologist? Is that a word? Um, But... It's interesting to me that he doesn't talk about that at all.
1: Well, his deal is he's just trying to generate some uh, multiple streams of income so that he can survive. Basically, he can help his ailing parents and pay his bills and 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 that kind of thing. I
2: I don't know. I just. Just his statement. I don't want more people doing this, but you know what can I say? I have no control over that, so
1: but it's, might as well make some money at it. it, it the whole the whole thing is <clears throat> uh, it, it'll be interesting to see which direction it goes because yeah, uh, I'm hearing things about Oregon uh, that there you know there's uh, marijuana being tran- transported against uh, state lines on the right. black market because we've got some we're growing so much of it here yeah that it. Can't be all used here,
2: so supply and demand, demand and supply. All right. There but you the go. The thing
1: is, is, is I mean, I don't know what the statistics are because it's not something that I really, you know, I, right. I, I research and maybe I should, but um, you know, anecdotally, I, I think that most people are, you know, involved with marijuana to get high to alter their consciousness. Sure. I mean, it's just not for medical reasons. So, I mean, there's a, it's probably a 25% maybe that do it for medical reasons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Others are getting high and saying it's for medical reasons. Yeah. As an excuse. And we're kind of partial
2: because we work in a field where we see a lot Mm -hmm. of those made up stories and reasonings and so forth. So we may be a little off on this i i don't know i mean i i'm i'm open minded enough to say the jury's not out yet
1: yeah. well and my my hardline stance is when people start to say that you know uh, use the excuse that it's you know it's a plant it's grown by you know mother nature well mother nature doesn't amplify the potency uh to the point where you're getting 90% Right. Uh, you know, that's not the way nature created it. Well, and God made hemlock too, but you don't put it in your body. Right. You know, that, that, and, was, yeah. and yeah, and, and saying that it's not harmful because it's a plant. Well, cocaine is a plant too. Yeah. You know, co- <laughs> <Right>. Cocaine <laughs> comes from plants and so do other drugs, but opiates. Uh, so that, that excuse doesn't fly. Um, it, it is damaging to the brain and it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> go, just, Go walk around town and you might, you know, see the effects of what marijuana has done to people. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Of course, you might have to go into people's houses and down in their basements because that's where they're all hiding, playing video games. <laughs> yeah, right. Wearing wearing
2: video game See, I'm diapers. not harming
1: anybody. I'm in my own house playing video games. Wearing my video game diapers
2: for, so I don't have to go to the bathroom while I'm in the middle of my...
1: For 20 plus geez. years. No, they have what they call these, uh, you can get these, uh, what they call... Uh, emergency toilets have yeah. you seen these no it's basically a 5 gallon bucket with a toilet seat on top really yep and it's got a, the lid is actually uh the lid and uh the seat are incorporated together so right. it basically just fits right on top of right you know like a lid for a 5 gallon bucket sure yeah you wow. pull the pull the upper part up and then there's your seat yeah and then you you know
2: what a concept!
1: Just like a, an outhouse, you know, except first maybe in house. Yeah, it's an in-out, out, in-house outhouse, or, you know, for your video gaming needs. Take it out, you know, take it on the road with you. Portable outhouse. <laughs> or not, you, you could like just the... stay stoned, and you won't even know if you've gone or not. Right. <laughs> I, might, I might get one for the road trip up to uh, SE. Oh my god! We don't even have to stop. You know? uh, yeah. I'm just, there you, go. there you go. Get in the back seat and go as we drive. Let my wife drive. So
2: I so to switch gears just for a minute. I, I, I don't prom- know where, what
1: I, squirrel trail that ended up.
2: I promised uh, the social media folks that I'd give a review on the new Bang uh, flavored uh, the healthy energy drink. Um, Bang has come out with a new flavor. By the way, Pepsi Cola has purchased them here recently, so they're going to be coming out with all sorts of flavors. But the newest flavor is Rainbow Unicorn.
1: I just think that they, they couldn't, they must've been smoking some marijuana. I'm not impressed by this right? flavor. It actually, here this, you know, I just took a, took a drink. Yeah. And it actually tastes, uh, like berry mm-hmm. with a little bit of lemonade and like a cotton candy well, flavor. Cotton candy
0: overtone.
2: Yeah. 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 Which I, they have a flavor cotton candy. If you want the full on and
1: and they have lemonade and they have berries, so they right. just basically they just mix a couple yeah, of them. The, like, the red, white, and blue one that's uh, a star blast or something yeah, like that. That's, yeah, that's like a berry, berry right. flavor. Right, so that, it's like you know they must have someone must have knocked over a bunch of cans and <laughs> they all spilled into a cup, you know, and then say, well let's, "Well, let's try this." Yeah,
2: or like we were talking about off the air, you know, and maybe somebody's kid said said uh, hey do it let's take Dad. a little bit
1: of each one yeah do what
2: we do when we go to the you know when we go to the whatever it is that we the, the convenience store and we make a suicide or whatever and you pour all the different flavors of pop in one thing and then you pretend with your friends like you like it when really in reality you hate it <laughs> but you get poured it now you got to drink it wow
1: sounds like you got some resentments <laughs> <or something.
2: laughs> resentment towards the pop machine um so yeah, so you can now fuel your destiny with bang rainbow unicorn. <laughs> okay, gotta bring one of those to Denver. Uh, start start. <laughs> well, is it,
1: let's see. Is it made in Oregon? Maybe it makes maybe. you. Makes you. Maybe it makes you see rainbows and unicorns after you drink enough of these.
2: And then, hey, if that's the case, maybe then we can outlaw it and then legalize it okay, we're digressing here wow.
1: all right, so um,
2: yeah, so by the way it's good to be working with you again at the adult and teen challenge um center out in shed oregon um so fun times,
1: yeah, now we get to see each other all the time. It's Good to have you back on board oh well, thank you very much in the, in the, in the much you know uh uh coveted position of <laughs> education education. Whatever.
2: So, some centers, some networks call it the Dean of Men. The what? The Dean of Men. Sounds a little authoritative, though, doesn't it? I am your dean.
1: Dean of Men.
2: Dean of Men. We call it education coordinator. We're coordinating some sort of education. The Board of Education. <laughs> we
1: don't need no
2: education. Just
1: go to the, go to the shelf and... Get one of each book, and hand it to the student. There, there's your coordination, and say,
2: figure it out. No.
1: <laughs> so uh, I'm going to be t-
2: spending uh, much more time in the classroom with the guys, uh, which is which is good. Something that we didn't do before that is uh, I'm looking forward to. So anyway, it's good to be with you out- back out there, and of course doing the show. That's it for uh, our icebreaker this week. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Hey, did you know that September is officially National Recovery Month? That's right. So I want you to join us on September 7th at Marion Square Park in Salem, Oregon, from 2 to 7 p.m. Why? (laughs) It's Hands Across the Bridge. The theme, Building Bridges, and the admission is free. Come join the celebration. We're going to have a DJ, going to have live music, food, games, and a whole lot more. This is the 12th annual Hands Across the Bridge. And during the main event, attendees will walk over the Marion Street Bridge to honor those in recovery and to remember those lost to addictions and mental health challenges in the past year. When? Hands Across the Bridge, Building Bridges, September 7th, Marion Square Park in Salem from 2 to 7 p.m. Remember, the admission is free and there's going to be a whole lot of fun and a whole lot of building bridges. 2018 Hands Across the Bridge is organized by Marion Polk Pier Coalition and sponsored in part by Take 12 Recovery Radio. And now, back to more solutions for life today with Dave Fleming and the Monty Man. Dum, 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 dum. you really should go with me that's a Friday um, go with you no you are you'll already be heading up to Washington won't Saturday you? Saturday morning well I'm going up Saturday like morning too Ralph's going with me six or five or right whatever we're leaving at eight <clears throat> but Friday night or Friday is the hands across the bridge in Salem and I have I so far I don't have anybody to Man, the booth with me, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's we'll talk more about that. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, okay, communication, Dave. So, before we launch on this, let me ask you. This is kind of a no-brainer question, I guess. Maybe to some people, it's not. But do you think our communication, our ability to communicate properly, has been thwarted by social media?
1: Oops. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I think life in general has been thwarted. That's an interesting word.
2: Just about every aspect of life has been screwed up by the platforms that we now live our lives around.
1: Well, in the thing that pops in my head, right, is that, um, I've been doing some things lately and, and, um, this actually came up about how people want to change their life and they want to, they want to move forward or maybe they're stagnant and stuck in one place, Mm -hmm. not seeing, uh, not, not getting to the point where they want to get to for various reasons. Right. Um, And I'm talking about people that are, uh, have some progress in uh, and changing their lives or recovery or whatever it is they're doing and they're finding stagnant. And uh, I was watching this thing on, how you're setting some goals in your life and changing the way you do things just a little, even a little bit yeah at a time, I think we talked about this before last week, yeah uh maybe there's something we should we can we can talk more in uh depth uh, uh next time or something, but basically it's it's changing the things you do it says what keeps us usually keeps us stuck is that typically we we wake up in the morning and within the first you know ten or fifteen minutes yeah. uh we're starting to already stress on. You know, bills and what do we got to do for the day? And we go on and we check our email, and we're you know looking at all this stuff, and we get side- sidetracked on you know various things, right, right. Um, And then we go check Facebook, right, or yeah. whatever social media you're on, yeah, and look and see what everybody else is doing. And then maybe we're feeling a little depressed at that point because maybe people are doing better than us. Or appear or to be anyway or yeah. appear to be, or you know so then we're already we're starting our day day out being totally stressed out to begin with, excuse me,
2: and we haven't even we haven't even got off the edge of our bed sometimes because our phones are right next to our bed
1: right right, so here's a thing you can test out so if you only Connect with positive messages on Facebook. Let's say, let's pick Facebook. If you connect with positive messages on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, hide or delete anything that's negative, and then only post positive things on your Facebook right. page, Right, you'll start to see where those things will start showing up more and more. They do. They do. And if do, you go the yeah. opposite way it'll and do post that. something negative, it'll do do that too. Yeah. Uh, it'll grow exponentially because there's probably a hundred times more negative things than there are, you know, positive. Yeah. You know, hundred to one. In
2: fact, in, in fact, so, so hold that thought because I, but I got to say this before I forget it. It's interesting to me because I've got a lot of very con, I'm going to I'm a conservative Christian man. I'm not so radically right that I'm ridiculous, but I've got a lot of friends that are and i notice that they're always having problems with facebook knocking them off or suspending their membership or they they're not able to post to all their friends they're having all these issues and i'm like it's funny i've never had one problem with facebook dealing with me because i don't post political stuff i don't all i post is recovery stuff or maybe a positive meme or something that is encouraging, I try just to post that's like or something funny, but I don't go in those other directions
1: well it's and I don't you, have a problem and if you go against the the main stream, right, you also kind of get you know deleted or hidden away in the corner right uh an example is is I don't know if you know I don't want, well yeah, I do want to give him a plug, Joe Pags. Okay. I like Joe Pegs. I like Joe, Joe Pegs too. Uh, he he tells truth and he actually backs it up with facts. With facts, yes, and will tell you where to go to look it up and you know to verify everything. Well, Facebook has decided to kind of put him in a little box, mm. and so stuff that he posts kind of disappears into the cyberspace. Yeah, or they block him altogether. So he had to find an end around right. and go through Messenger. And oh. basically, on his show, he would say, "You know, go to if you go to my page, click this link, and it'll basically right. send you to. Uh, uh, it'll connect meet you up with Messenger. You tell them that you want to uh, you want to be connected with the show, and so they'll he sends yeah. out uh, he sends out messages in Messenger uh, and connects to people that way, and actually, you know, because mm-hmm. he said his followers would uh, he'd always get more followers, but it would only show. You know, it would just show, like, say, five thousand. Yeah, where he actually had a hundred thousand. Right, and he said it would never change. Right, <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah. there's, there's, there's some biased, uh, heavily. There, there is,
2: there is. If you type, for instance, if if you type in, um, Donald Trump on Google, you, your first two, three, four pages will be all negative. And then you'll start getting some pro-Donald Trump websites. If you do that on Facebook, the same thing will happen and and, and that kind of thing. So it kind of tells you, and I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. It's just fact. It kind of tells you who's calling the shots on Google and social media and that kind of thing. So that's one of the reasons why I've chosen to kind of, because I want my impact to be on the Take Twelve Recovery Radio Show to be recovery, I don't care if you're liberal as the day is long or so right wing that you're burning crosses on people's lawns. Recovery and addiction doesn't know any boundaries, so we don't want to get involved in that, and so we've never had a problem. So, yeah, we we don't
1: get uh, we don't uh, go the political route. No, it, It's I, it's I, not I, what
2: we do. So
1: yeah, we should should remain, and we typically do remain neutral. I mean I I like to hear the information on both sides. I do too. So I can make an informed decision. I'm not going to lean, you know, I'm not going to lean one way or other. I'm going to look at the facts and I'm look at all the facts, not just what you know the television media is telling me mm-hmm. because I know for a fact that they only show parts or clips and don't show the whole message because right. I've watched I've watched uh what do they call those? Those news. Uh, uh, I'm going to brain fart. Those news conferences where they're actually live. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually live and you actually hear the person talk. And right. You hear exactly what they say. And like two seconds after it's off, you get the local TV station totally saying something different. Sure. Or taking one sentence out of context and go spinning it. And this is, this is what
2: we do when we communicate with each other too. Exactly.
1: Right. Cause people start to believe what they see on TV. You know, if it's yeah. on air, you know, it's kind of like, uh, there's a lot of other things that, that, that you can tie into that, you know, that, uh, certain things uh, are healthy for you and, and can cure, cure diseases and reverse things. But people often say, well, if that was true, Why wouldn't my doctor tell me that? Yeah. Well. Yeah. He's got an agenda. Right. You bet. Just like. Just like everybody does. Well, most people have a a TV and things like that. Well, yeah. I mean, so just Just because
2: Fox News says it doesn't mean it's fair and balanced. And just because CNN says it doesn't mean it's necessarily bleeding liberal. I mean. Man, we just we throw everybody under the bus and put them in one big thing, and then we just say, "Okay, well, where'd you hear that? Well, I I read it on the internet. Okay, did you do the investigation? Are you relying solely on communicating with one source only and unnamed
1: and, and, sources? Yeah, tell me.
2: And, and, and it's it's interesting because we hear this in in recovery within twelve step fellowships. Well, my sponsor said. Well, where did your sponsor get that idea? Because that's not in the literature or that's not. Well, oh, it's not. No, let's look it up and let's find out for ourselves so we can get get it in context. And and case in point, one of the things that's been miscommunicated in recovery circles uh, for a long time is the whole idea of God as you understand him. Some people have have determined that that means that you can create God out of your own own understanding, and other people say no, it's a process as you grow to understand Him. And so, depending on what part of the country you're at, what your sponsor has said, you can come up with all sorts of things surrounded around
1: that. Right,
2: and And communication breaks down.
1: You they they use that in a way to you know again this goes back to spiritual kindergarten, right, right, because we're we're just trying to figure out where where we are in, in life and what life means and, oh, this higher power, this God thing, and what does that mean? And, you know, trying to wrap your brain around that uh, without having any experience to tie it into. Yeah. Because you get people that say, you know, higher power, nonsense. Higher power is him nonsense. It's God. God is the only way. Right. Right? Well, some people that have had bad experiences with they're, They're not, not going to hear you. Organized Christian religion are not going to listen. They're
2: not going to hear you when you talk like that. They're just you know, not going to. Doesn't
1: yeah. matter if, and, and besides that, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you beat somebody over the head with that, and if, even if it is true, someone that has had a bad experience is not going to listen to that. That's why we have to. I, I believe is I have to come at this from perspective of love and respect, right? So you got to communicate higher, it differently. Yes, my higher power is Jesus. God, right? But I don't go and beat up people over the head with it. I filter it through what would Jesus do. So I come and I I I, I, I treat people with love and respect, and I I meet mm-hmm. them where they're at and find out about them and their experience, and then you know share share some things that have happened in my yeah. life. And they have to make their own decision. I can't force them to. We're
2: not called to make converts, right? <laughs> We're just not. So, we're
1: supposed to share the good news, but we're not. I mean, you know what? Back in the day, you know what did they do? You don't you don't listen or agree with what I tell you, or I just kill you, right? Yeah. How many people died because they didn't believe what yeah. Caesar was saying or whoever that was in power? Yeah, with the off time. with your head. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So T T J and one of her and when we asked people for topics, uh, one of the things that T J said was how, how to deal with confrontation sober. And this this has to do with communication. Mm. We are in confrontation, and that, that has a bad connotation, that word does. But really, you can be confronting somebody with something positive. You can be confronting something with somebody something that is harsh. I mean, but when you're sober, when you're in recovery... The way we – and I think she's talking about something that's negative, perceived as negative. How do you confront somebody? How do you communicate with somebody that you're having difficulty with in a way that's effective? And I think we've been doing it in an ineffective way for so long. Maybe we don't know how.
1: And I I don't think we do. I right. think a huge percentage of the population does not communicate properly. And I have to – Say that you know some people are in the process of learning how to do that, and they do, and some people do it better than others, right? Um, but there's a lot of people that just were never taught. You basically you kind of listen to what people do. What I say, not you know, not necessarily as what I do, yeah. Okay. So we we watch people and we mimic that behavior. So we're a product of our our we're product of our environment. We've learned how to do something. Right. Mm-hmm. We've learned how to communicate or not communicate. And so being that it's a learned, uh learned thing, we can learn how to do something different. Right. Right. We can, however you want to term it, unlearn it. Um, I don't really necessarily like that one. Cause I like to remember where it came from and what not to do. So, you know, I just want to, to do it. something yeah. different. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with even how we start that whole conversation. So if we, are, we have conflict with somebody and usually it starts with this person irritates me mm-hmm. and maybe I know why, maybe I don't know why. So how do I go in and, and, and start the process of uh, changing that? So first of all, I got to find out more about that person or that situation. So even the simplest thing is to start out with is, you know, Hey, you know, whoever, Joe, Monty, mm-hmm. you, do you got a couple of minutes? I'd like to share something with you. Right. You know, versus just walking up to somebody and saying, Bleh. you know, yeah. kind of puking on them and just blurting out just whatever you're pull, I mean, how many times you mind. get people come up to you when you're maybe even uh, talking to one other person and you're having a conversation, then all of a sudden someone else comes up and just starts talking? Oh, I hate that. And you're like going, oh my- uh... You know, you and want to right say, hello. You're right in the middle of a
2: sentence. <laughs> and what makes it worse. And I have to say, I've done this, but I didn't know I did it. And Where? so my wife pointed out what makes matters worse is like, I'm talking to you and I'm in the middle of a sentence and somebody comes up and starts talking to you. Like I'm not even there. And you were listening to me and you stop and you start talking to them. And I'm not even done with my sentence. Now I, my wife pointed out that I did that yeah. not long ago. I'm like, Really?
1: Because I, I hate it when I
2: when it's done to me. Right, and
1: I have to admit that I I'm, I'm guilty of that too occasionally too. Right, um, but it was I was reminded of it uh, yesterday. Matter of fact, I had was it yesterday? Yesterday the day before anyway. I had a yeah. guy come up when I was talking to to some one of their staff members, and this guy comes up and he's like, "Hey, I want to I want to share something with you." Yeah, and I I just kind of looked at him for a second. I said. I said, uh, I said, I'm, I'm kind of busy right now.
2: Eight? He didn't say, "Do you have a second? or No,
1: what? he just said, it, "You know, I want to share something with you." And then he stood there, <laughs> right while well, I'm talking, and he's like, "You know, he's got the old ADHD yeah, going yeah. on," gotta, and so he's bouncing gotta, around I gotta, I gotta and share this, man. Gotta, right. He's like, "Hurry, <laughs> hurry!" And I said, "You know, I I, I got to go in here in, in the office and, and and talk to this guy for a minute." Yeah. So I'm watching him. and he's standing outside the office, and he's pacing up and down the hallway. <laughs> waiting for me to come out to share it must be right? exciting news <laughs> so so I, you know i i come back up to the front and he says can i you know can i talk to you can i talk to you I right said, i said uh i was processing it in my brain going no i need to teach this guy a lesson right so yeah. i said no i said uh i said uh you know maybe in about a half hour or so right uh and so i went and, and did what i was kind of in the middle of doing finish that up uh and then i came out and uh he said uh he said can i can i share with you now yeah i said i'll, I'll walk with you down down to the down to the hall down the hallway yeah uh, to your office so as we're walking i said okay so <laughs> we get down to the end of the hallway yeah and know he tells after he tells me his his story he's kind of ha- having that he was excited because he had this aha moment uh-huh and I so I process it with them, and I said, "Do you understand why I just did what I did?" Uh huh. He says, "Yeah." I and I said, I, get it. I said, "Well, that's." I said, "In order for us to learn how to communicate differently, you know, you gotta you gotta ask permission, right?" And then when you get the answer, you gotta accept that answer, and it might be not right now or sure, and then process and and go on. I says, "I can almost, I can probably almost guarantee you do the same thing with your wife." As you just talk, you don't say, mm-hmm. "Hey, honey, do you got a second?" And he just kind of rolled his eyes and he said, "Yeah." I says, "This is one of those biggest thing- one of the biggest things I need to work on is I need to, you know, kind of slow down." Right. And so he, he he got it, you yeah. know, at least well, for, that's that, good. for that second, right? You know, and, uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but it was it was kind of cool, and he said that he something happened, and he got confirmation in another place, and yeah. I said, well, just be careful that you're not trying to steer the ship in the direction that you want it to go. And
2: it's easy to do this when, especially when we're new in recovery and we're starting to actually accomplish some positive things in our lives. We're like a kid with a new toy, and we want to share it with everybody. And we're like a little bunny rabbit, and you know, and people like you and I have been doing this for years. We're, We're like. Yep, seen this before. Slow down, dude. It, it, you know, so we, we have to be understanding too, right? Because they're excited. Well, and- yeah.
1: And you know, you have to understand mm. that this you're not gonna fix your life in a year or maybe even two years, or maybe yeah? even five years. Right. You know, it might have taken you five or ten or twenty five years to, to get, get where you are. <laughs> you know, and I was always told that it may take you that <laughs> long to get everything back or restored. Sure. And I I know that's just, this is dumb. But when I finally accepted that fact is, okay, it might, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put that on my calendar. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to do, you know, do the one day at a time thing, you know, I'm going to do the best of my ability today and tomorrow I'll take care of itself. And pretty soon everything changes. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, for me, it was, it was fairly quickly and it didn't take another 25 years, but.
2: Right, right.
1: Uh, still a work in progress. What
2: about this? This, uh, one of the most valuable things I was ever taught I was a mentor of mine told me years ago, Monty, you teach people how to treat you by the way you communicate with them. Right. So I would complain and be uncomfortable about the way somebody was treating me, but then I learned that because of the way I was communicating, I was actually giving them permission to do that. I was actually encouraging their behavior that was bothering me, and I didn't realize
1: that. Yeah, you got to demonstrate the behavior that you want to see. That you want to see. you got to be that change in the world that you want, you know. Uh, you have to demonstrate that behavior. I mean I totally believe that.
2: So, like, like in TJ's case, she's got a roommate that just mistreats her. But as long as she's allowing that roommate to live in her home, because it's her home, isn't she kind of teaching that roommate that it's okay to treat her like that? Yeah. I'm like, well,
1: when we co-sign somebody's stuff, we kind of get what we get. Yep. And and the other part of that too is if it's sometimes, it sometimes it it may take a while to learn how to communicate differently. Right. You know, and I think uh well, I know working the 12 steps helps in that process a great deal. Because mm-hmm. not only are you communicating with other people, yeah, but you also have a sponsor who you're communicating with, and hopefully they're helping you change your behaviors as well. Yeah. Right. But part of the twelve steps is that we have to communicate with others, right? With share yes. experience, strength, and hope. Right. I was just I was just reading something here and here. I was, it's. Uh,
2: The Life Recovery Bible? The Life
1: Recovery Bible. Someone was asking me about, they were asking me about something, and I said, well, you know, if you look at the Life Recovery Bible in the back, it's got a, it's got a glossary. Topics, yeah. uh, It's got topics and, and uh, 12-step devotionals and all kinds of, on everything. And so we look up communication, uh, for an example communication, uh, I'm looking at uh, step 12, it's talking the, talking the walk, Mm -hmm. right? And that's, Mm -hmm. that's the communication part of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um uh, this in, in uh I don't know what edition this is. That's the most recent. This most recent yeah. one. It's page fifteen fifty-five, step twelve, talking to the top. it says, uh Well, step twelve, you know, to having having a spiritual awakening result all these steps, to try to carry the message to others and practice these principles in all our affairs. It says when we realize everything we have gained by following the twelve steps, it will be natural to want to share this life giving message with others. If we think back to the time before we entered recovery we will probably recall that we didn't respond very well to preaching yet we also realize that there are people in our life we could we could uh that in our life who could be helped by our message that is why we need to communicate our story but do it with sensitivity mm. right i think that's the biggest key whenever you com- communicate with somebody it's like you look, filter it through like how would i want somebody to talk to me yeah uh, and that just comes with practice, it says the Apostle Paul. Taught Timothy uh, that uh, that to get the gospel message across, he was not only to teach others, but also to be exa- be an example by putting his beliefs into practice. said, give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into the, your tasks so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and 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 and, and your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation, and salvation of those who hear you. Right, We practice the principles of the 12 steps with others by watching and noticing the changes. This will open the doors for us to share our story. Every addict is a precious lost soul whom God loves and wants to rescue. If someone among you wanders away from the truth, whoever brings a sinner back will save that person from death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. So that's all about communication. It's the verbal, the nonverbal... Mm-hmm. Um and 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 again I always go back to how are you living this out? How are what's your walk look like? How are you practicing these things? Yeah. And ain't just about re- reading reading information out of a book and answering questions. You know, like yeah. a, like an exam. Yep. It's like, Okay. Yep. Let's take this and let's put it into practice. Even for a week at a time to start
2: and that's and, and unfortunately i 'm not sure who they are, but they say within the twelve step world that over eighty percent of the people that attend twelve step support meetings over eighty percent do not have what they would call active sponsors they may they may have phone numbers, but they're not engaged with their sponsor they're not right. communicating with their sponsor and unfortunately it well it's just very unfortunate because um gosh i was i was reading a post here a couple months ago on facebook that somebody said if i know how to read do i really need a sponsor just give me the big book <laughs> you know and, and, and my statement was <laughs> well you know you may not you may know how to read an aviation manual but you don't know how to fly the plane you're going to need you Know a pilot to teach you how to apply what you're
1: reading. Well, yeah, and here's the even simpler than that if you know how to read, then are you following the what directions? It says and the directions say, Yeah, they, they talk to your sponsor, don't they? Right,
2: right, yeah. I mean, and it may like the big book doesn't actually use the word sponsor, but it talks about there's a whole chapter called working with others, right on how you as a sponsor or a mentor or spiritual advisor are to work with the newcomer. So that would suggest that the newcomer get a sponsor. And, and so, yeah, if you're, if you know how to read, then why aren't you following the directions? But so that's what happens a lot of times is is we'll get something in print and we think I'm good. We'll do the spiritual bypass. It's me and God and my big book, or it's me and God and my Bible. And, And we're good, and we break off communication with the people that can be very helpful in our lives in our walk. and Because maybe we're afraid to communicate because we've gotten our head bit off before.
1: Well, or we, you know, again, maybe we don't know how to get across what we really want to say. So that's uh, a lack of good communication. So we just don't. So we just don't. Yeah. So that happens. Uh, or we, you know, in my case, you know, it's like, I've been, uh, let down in the past by people. Sure. Right. Uh, you know, whatever you can call it, abandonment issues or whatever. It's like, okay, so, you know, I can read, I'm intelligent, so I can go and get a whole library full of self-help books yeah, and I can read them all. Um, but what am I actually learning? And it, it, I can, I can get information right? yeah. like we talked about. Right. But if I'm not applying it, it's just a bunch of information.
2: That's all it is. Yeah.
1: Right. And so, uh, and even if I have a lot of information, if I'm just, you know, throwing around in, in my own head or, or I have to have some kind of life experience also to compare to and see the value in it. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, uh, you know, doing the opposite uh, you know, the only thing you had to change is everything, which is right. Do, I sort of do the opposite. Is I had to look at that, and the last time I was in treatment, my counselor, you know, she said, because I had my, I, I probably bought, brought uh, eight books with me, you know, that fall into that self help category, and my counselor says she goes, uh, don't, I don't want you to even touch those at all, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and normally I would just ignore the person and do right? what I wanted anyway, right. but that was part of my process that. I had to follow direction. Yeah. That was my, uh, that was my commitment to change for a year is to follow direction, do what I'm told. And just to see what, what happened Mm -hmm. in in a year's time. And so instead of sending the books home, I basically put them on my bookshelf at my desk. So I had to look at them every single day when I was in there doing my work. Uh, (laughs) So it was a way of training myself to, uh, to learn some self-control and some discipline to just, you know, just let them sit yeah. there and, yeah. uh, and follow direction. And I was glad I, I was glad that I did that because then I got to focus in on uh, w- learning what I needed to learn, and then and then start to practice applying it to my life while I was in treatment. So, so let me let
2: me switch it up here and ask you uh, what your take is on um, people that are passive aggressive uh, mm. that let's take maybe maybe there's two people that are in a relationship and one person is like, let's say she's like she's not going to talk. She's fed up. She's had it. So she shuts down and her significant other is trying to get her to communicate and they're following her all around the house and in the kitchen and, you know, I mean, come on, talk to me. Please talk to me. And they're like, no, I'm done. Were you hiding in my house about <laughs> 18 years ago? What do you do when the person shuts down and won't talk to you? And they just they're they're pulling you know, they got they got that wall up. I mean, do you keep trying or do you lay off and let them process whatever they're doing
1: and leave them alone? What's your take on that? Well, uh my take on that you need to focus on yourself right and so if if you want to talk to somebody and they don't want to talk to you you have to respect that and back off and that can be hard because especially for us guys Mm -hmm. because we want to fix it now right well if we've built it up to the point where it's gotten to that yeah you know uh, it's a hard one to say how to get away get out of that uh, you might have to separate for a while, mm. just so there's some space and some time, so everybody can kind of some reset. breathing room. Yeah. Um, because it's hard if you're you're stuck in that. But uh, if you are still in a relationship like that, the easiest thing I think it would be do be to do is well, for one, if you're in you're trying to change your life and you're in recovery, you're probably not going to do that or you're you're going to not want to do that. Right. So, my first suggestion would be go to a meeting. Go to an Al-Anon meeting. Yeah. Go, I mean, and go every single day and get away from that cuz what happens is um if I look back on on what that was like uh for me and my relationship is like I felt like I was uh well, I was basically enabling and codependent. Uh, we were probably that t- way to each other. This is probably twenty, yeah, twenty five years ago. Sure. Uh, and so, <clears throat> my I was hyper focused on trying to uh, be there and help my wife. And it's like, how can I help you if you're not responding? If you're not yeah. Engaging, if you're, not, you know what I mean. And yeah. so yeah. it was frustrating. Of course, I, and you had I was that was when I was drinking. So if you had alcohol in there, you turn off the filters, and it's like, well, what's the problem? Why aren't you? You know, so we can run off on all kinds of cra- yeah. <laughs> crazy scenarios. And then there could be other, you know, you could there could be other issues involved. But you know, sometimes in in those situations, there that could be that could mean that there's a mental health issue. Of course. Right? It could be a PTSD uh, issue. That person shutting down could... Maybe a
2: survival mechanism, right?
1: Correlate that to a a, a period in their childhood when their parents were, you know, either both their parents or if they had a single parent, their mom was like that or dad Mm -hmm. was like that or Mm -hmm. grandmother was like that, were just constant bombard, 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 and you just kind of shut off. And so... Um, and maybe there's some, some abuse going on that associated with that. And so you're all of a sudden your brain switches back to that when you're a child Yeah, and it's like, okay, I'm, how did I cope? I shut down. Right. Uh, I just closed off and, uh, and disengaged. Um,
2: and if we're on the other side of the fence of that, we may be interpreting that as something towards us when oh, it yeah, really isn't. You don't isn't.
1: care about me. You don't love me. You're yeah. what, are you, what are you cheating on me? Uh, I mean, like I said, you can run off on all kinds of, Yeah you know and then if you're not working on yourself um you could take it to the other extreme It's like well if you don't care about me you don't love me you're not you know you don't want to talk to me that i'm going to go find what i need somewhere else um that's what happens a lot of times a it's lot like of if, times if, you if bet. this thing, and some sometimes you know the you know could go either way you know but typically it's the woman's got fed up with it so you're in all the excuses you're not you know being the husband or father that you signed up for or whatever right uh, so they close off and then it's like, okay, well, then you're closed off. So I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go somewhere else and get my emotional needs met because they're not getting met here. And the reality is, is if we just stop for a second and go, why is this happening? And how do I fix my part in that? One, it, Sometimes it's about learning to like, you know, just be have some self-discipline dis- yeah, and, and some uh, uh, love and respect for someone else besides yourself. Stop being selfish or self-centered. and self-centered, and and so
2: self-absorbed. So, yeah. I, I'm reflecting on two people I know that are recently married. They they were living together for, yeah, I'm thinking maybe over a year. They got married, and one of the things that he does, and boy, does he communicate loud and clear to her by by this action. You know, women are very, I have found anyway, it, it it's very important to them that they're trusted and uh they'll be sitting on the couch and she'll get up simply to go use the restroom and he'll go, where are you going? I'm going to the restroom and he'll get up and follow her. She'll go to let the dog out. He'll get up and follow her. He is he stuck to glue like her. And what that communicates to her is, you don't trust me. Right. Yeah, you, you, whatever your issue you're having, you've got to make sure I'm on this short leash, even in in the same house we're in. But why? So why is that? And I suspect that he's got maybe, perhaps, abandonment issues going on. He's scared to death to let her out of his sight because of some insecurities that have taken place for God knows what reasons. You know, but that is real. That he's communicating loud and clear to her. And if he doesn't get some sort of help in this. Fast. Fast. This marriage is going to be short-lived because she is getting fed up because she's her own person. Even when we're married, two become one. We get that, right? But there's a piece of us that's us. You know, I told my wife when we lit the unity candle. Don't put 100% of your being into me because if something happens to me, what's going to happen to you? There's a part of you, Marsha, that needs to be you, you know. And, man, I'm really concerned about this couple because, um, yeah, there's some issues there that are going unsolved and and, and untreated. And uh, the communication that's going back and forth is not
1: good. I think there's a lot of people that are – In the same boat. I can think of another couple that's kind of in a similar situation, too. Yeah.
2: So communication is its deep, right? It's got so many avenues to it. There's so much to it. Um, We don't have time today, but one one of them is, and maybe we can talk about this next week, adjust your tone knob. The knob on your radio, you know, it has a tone like treble and bass. And it's going to be either pleasant to hear or not pleasant to hear. You turn the trouble too up, too far up, you get a tinny, screeching, irritating sound in your music. You turn the bass all the way up. You can't hear any detail in the music. You just hear boom, 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 right? So there's got to be some kind of balance there. Maybe we need to adjust our tone knob.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, we, t- we said that earlier. It's the tone of your voice. Yeah, it right? speaks volumes. How you approach somebody. makes all the difference and and if you're uh in a conversation or you get into this thing or you're you start this shouting match starts starts to happen oh god i mean there's all these different things you can test them out for yourself and see if they work so if you are with somebody and they're like they're super loud right Mm -hmm. and they gotta like make sure this whatever they must have an issue with being heard, right? So they got to be louder than everybody else, otherwise they feel like they're not being heard. But when you respond, sometimes we often respond in the same level. Yeah, right. Or if we're in a crowd of people, you know, you always get the tone, the the level, the volume goes up. And right. Up. You bet. But if we start, if we start noticing that, and then adjust our tone lower, start talking softer. When we talk softer, people tend to talk softer too because. They have to. To calm down a little bit. To calm down a little bit, yeah. It's like a, you try yelling at somebody when their tone is down here like this, and, you know, hey, I love you, brother. It's, <laughs> they, hey, they kind I of pre- stop and go, what? I appreciate you What's so
2: much. On? And we're out of time. That's good. So our closing song this week right. is by Mr. Brian Duncan. And Dave, it's entitled, you want to talk about communication? Check this out. This is great. This song's entitled, If You Want to Be Lonely, Just Be Right All the Time.
1: What do you mean?
0: right here. Here you go. If you want to be lonely, mm, just be right all Your own advice only. <laughs> and then just stand in this line. Let me tell you something. It don't start no argument. You know I know I'm right. The things I think you should've learned by now. It don't make that face at me. Cause you don't know want that fight. Cause once you know.
2: Brian Duncan with some sage advice. If you want to be lonely, just be right all the time. That is not the way to communicate. So I hope that this show this week has enlightened you a little bit, maybe helped you to understand how important it is to keep the lines of communication open. You can visit Brian's website at brianduncan.com. That's b r y a n d u n c a n.com ryan duncan.com until our next broadcast this is the monty man along with my co-host mr dave fleming and we are wishing god's perfect serenity for you and reminding you that because of god's grace you are entitled entitled to overcome
1: this has been a broadcast of khlt recovery broadcasting